Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, May 18th, and we start with local news. The Murray County Commission met in early May for a special called meeting to discuss the county's growth rate and the steps needed to move forward in order to sustain the growing population, which has led to a surge of new developments and public services. Commissioners expressed their concern over the General Assembly's failure to pass House Bill 1206 for a second year in a row. Also known as the Property Taxpayer Protection Act, the bill would have allowed local county commissioners to decide how fees should be used to pay for incoming development. The bill, which failed by a 5-3 to three vote in the State House Property and Planning Subcommittee back in March, was lobbied against by both home builders and the Realtors Association. District 8 County Commissioner Gabe Howard, who has been long been a vocal about his support for the bill, said he doesn't trust the process. I think we're going to sit through the next year, and the Home Builders and Realtors Associations are going to tell us what to do, he said. This is not just about Murray County, Howard said. This is a detriment across the entire state. Howard floated the idea of an interlocal agreement between the cities of Columbia, Spring Hill, and Mount Pleasant, which would allow the cities to charge impact fees and transfer educational fees back in order to benefit the educational system. Charlie Curtis, executive director of the Tennessee County Commissioners Association, who was one of the guests invited to speak at the meeting, spoke on his own experience as a former county commissioner in White County, in which a similar agreement was passed. As a general rule, the only thing you can do is what the legislature has authorized you to do, Curtis said, but I can tell you for a fact we did it in my home county, and it worked. Eric Previtti, chairman of the commission, reminded commissioners that a sales tax increase was passed two years ago, but the city of Columbia did not give its portion. Representative Scott Sapicki, who sponsored the bill in the state house, was also in attendance for the called meeting. Representative Sapicki said it's harder to convince legislators to pass an impact fee due to county differences in size and growth. This is a bill that you are going to have to convince somebody who goes back home that they're trying to justify their vote for a privilege tax, Sipiki said. This bill is going to take some time. State Representative Kip Capley, who represents the state's 71st district, said there needs to be more of an effort going forward. That committee room needs to be jam-packed, Capley said. We need to organize multiple county efforts with the counties that are represented on the committee, he said. District 8 Commissioner Ray Jeter recommended forming an ad hoc committee to address the legislation. If we have to play their game, let's play their game, Jeter said. In their May 15th meeting, the commission formed a committee composed of County Mayor Sheila Butt, Commissioner Gabe Howard, Commissioner Ray Jeter, Commissioner Kathy Grodi, and Finance Director Doug Luconan, whose purpose will be to work toward a strategy strategy to convince state legislators and stakeholders that an impact fee is necessary to help cover the cost of education and infrastructure for the fastest-growing county in the state of Tennessee. Yesterday, Murray County veterans opened their Warfighter Gardens in Columbia. WKOM WKRM's Delk Kennedy attended the grand opening and spoke to veteran Malachias Gaskin and Boy Scout Jesse Hood to learn more about how the public garden works. This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I am on Rutherford Lane in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm at the grand opening and ribbon cutting of a 
garden, a therapeutic garden for veterans. I'm speaking with uh, Murray County Veterans Services Officer Malachi Gaskin. Malachi, what's going on here? Hey, what's going on, Delk? So, yeah, we uh, we built a 50-foot by 30-foot American flag raised bed garden that is for the community to use here on uh, 413 Rutherford Lane in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, it's a produce garden for vegetables and herbs. Uh, it's, it, it's meant to honor and be dedicated to our veterans and first responders and available to anybody in Murray County. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, folks, I'm looking at... Uh a number of raised bed gardens. Uh, they the sides of the raised beds are painted in red and blue, and it's all laid out in the shape of an American flag. Uh, now, Malachi, tell me how this works. Well, how do veterans access it, and what's it for? Um, they can, other than the obvious, right? So they can, they can just come out and, and pull weeds and pull harvest vegetables and harvest some herbs and take it home with them. Uh, all we ask is if you come out and use a garden clean up a little bit, you know, like pull some weeds, like pick up some trash, do some things, um, and just harvest what you need and take it with you. And what do you have planted in this garden? A little bit of everything. Um, we've got yellow squash, zucchini, white patty pan squash. We've got herbs. We've got corn, tomatoes, different varieties of peppers and lettuces and cabbages, uh, just a little bit of everything that you might need throughout the year. Okay. Now, to do this, uh, you're, you're a part of a nonprofit which has built uh, several of these gardens mm-hmm. in Columbia, Murray County, and this is not the first or the last that's going to be built. Uh, tell me about that. Uh, yeah, so when I retired from the military, I kind of found that gardening was a therapeutic thing for me, and so I wanted to kind of share that with everybody. And so we started building therapy gardens for veterans, first responders, to kind of deal with the trauma that they've been through in their daily jobs. You're talking about PTSD. Yes, Yes, very much for PTSD. I was medically retired from the Army for PTSD and traumatic brain injury. Um, and I found that this has been more, for me personally, this was the most beneficial thing, even more than therapy and medications that really helped me out. There you go. Now, if you're a veteran who wants to access these gardens to dig a little dirt uh, and find out what it's all about, what do you do? Uh, you can go to 413 Rutherford Lane and pull into the yard and just start doing it. You've got a website, right? Yes, we do. We, uh, you can go to www.awarriorsgarden.com um, or on Facebook at A Warriors Garden uh, or our uh, official site, which is Warfighter Gardens. That is fantastic. Now, of course, you need support. It's a nonprofit. If people want to donate, help out, what do they do? Uh, you can go to the website and donate through our store. We have a donate tab where you can actually pick an item from the store that's called donate, and you can donate as many dollars as you want through that item. Um, you can go to Dig in the Dews here in Columbia, and they have a donation jar. Um, and at, by the end of this week, uh, the Tilted Mule, it's a restaurant here in Columbia, will also have a donation jar. And I assume that uh, people might volunteer to help out, correct? Yes, sir. You could volunteer. Like if you follow our page, the Warfighter Gardens page, um, we put up every time we're doing a new garden, we put up the location, the place, the time, all those things. Okay. Also here with Malakas is Jesse Hood. He is a Boy Scout in Troop 114 here in Columbia. He's got a sash on that is absolutely full of merit badges, front and back. Now, Jesse, what? What? If, uh, tell me about you and this project. Uh, well, sir. Um of course, I'm an Eagle Scout, or I'm working on being an Eagle Scout. This project is really helping me to propel forward for it. After this, all I'd have to do is the paperwork and go up for my board. On that, I've been working for this and working with Malachias for a while. known him for several years. He's been working with my mom and dad to help with their veteran dues, and they've been helping back with gardens. I started helping with them, and now here we are. And now tell me what you've done on this project. Uh, I've been kind of the 
face of it. I've shown up to ask for restaurants to support food or gone to people to ask them for donations. Several of the events we've had, we've had Dunkin' Donuts here in Columbia. They've helped support, they've helped give donuts, and they've really been helpful for us. I've helped with uh, giving, cutting and caring and been a real pack mule up until now. I, I, I would guess you've been uh, active in building and planting this garden. Uh, yes, sir. Today we went through and we finally started planting plants. We put out everything we needed. I've helped build mostly all of it for what I can. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, Jesse, where are you in school and who are your parents? Uh, I'm at Richland High School down in Giles County. My parents are Beverly Hood and Kevin Hood. I know they're proud of you. An Eagle Scout is a big, big deal. Uh, again, Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm on Rutherford Lane this afternoon. We've had a veteran service officer from Murray County, Malachi Gaskin. We've had a ribbon cutting for this beautiful garden, which provides therapeutic help to all Murray County veterans. Fantastic project. And Jesse Hood, who is this is his last big step before Eagle Scout. There we go. All right, uh, and Malachi, one more time, if people want information or to help out, where do they go? www.awarriorsgarden.com, or you can go on Facebook to A Warriors Garden or Warfighter Gardens. There we go. Congratulations and good work, guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Del. Sports are a time in everyone's life to learn foundational values such as friendship, teamwork and discipline however there comes a time when certain children or adults hone their athletic abilities and elevate themselves beyond their peers not only in their town but also in their country and in rare cases the world 25 year old halliday white is such a person not only is she a well-rounded athlete participating in alpine skiing, basketball, snowboarding, golf, soccer, and swimming, she was also selected to swim in the 2023 Special Olympics World Games. White will participate in the world's largest inclusive sporting event in which more than 7,000 athletes with disabilities compete in 26 sports over the course of nine days in June. I'm more able to socialize, and I'm not as shy when I'm with Special Olympics, said White, who resides at the King's Daughters School in Columbia. It's like a big family that's there for me at every move. You feel like no matter if you lose, you win, because it's like you don't care about your scores anymore. It's just having fun, she said. The road to get here was not easy for White. She was originally born in Russia with fetal alcohol syndrome and was adopted and brought to the United States where she started attending the King's Daughter School. At the school, she was impacted by those who cared for her, such as Shannon Neff, a recreational therapist at the school. Neff recognized White's athletic potential. I saw a little shy girl that didn't want to really be involved in anything and was scared of lots of things, Neff said. I push her like I do the other kids to try different things and to step outside of their comfort zone and that no matter what happens, I'll always be there whether they fall or succeed. I'll be there to help pick them up and encourage them to do better every time, she said. In the months and weeks leading up to the World Games, White practices every week outside of Nashville with a team of coaches and other swimmers selected to participate. She has also attended a training camp in Texas and participated in Zoom calls with her coaches to check in on her progress. White also holds a part-time job at Thrift Love, a non-profit thrift store in Columbia that employs adults with special needs and disabilities and gives them a competitive and sustainable wage. 
White, who loves thrifting, loves her co-workers more and always finds ways to give back to those she works with, like purchasing a succulent plant for one of her co-workers. Through it all, White has proven that she is a highly capable, adaptable, and caring individual who has gained confidence through the Special Olympics program. And although she does still get nervous, she doesn't let it overshadow her excitement to visit new places and return back to a continent she once called home. I don't remember living in Russia, and I don't remember visiting Germany as a kid, White exclaimed. I can't wait to see what it looks like and to try new things and meet new people, she said. Above everything else, White's focus is to spread the mission of the Special Olympics and what it has done for her both as a person and as a member of the community. In February, Halliday went to Washington, D.C. to represent Special Olympics Tennessee as part of Special Olympics Capitol Hill Day, where she spoke with eight representatives and legislators from Tennessee about her story and what the organization means to her. I think we were all nervous, but she had confidence and told her story and answered their questions, said Victoria Marin, Middle Tennessee region manager for Special Olympics Tennessee, who will be traveling with White to Germany. I think she really left a positive impact on those office staff members, she said. White encourages all youths with disabilities to take the chance and join an organization that means so much to her and believes in the impact that a community can make, especially to those who feel alone in their struggles. Before I joined Special Olympics, I didn't like talking to people, said White. I was kind of in the back corner, not really wanting to even try. Special Olympics got me out of that shell and showed me that meeting people and talking to them really helps you through life, and having fun while learning those things is amazing, she said. It takes a large and dedicated team to pull off some of Columbia's downtown events, both big and small, but a lot of that work goes into what that a lot of the work that goes into it typically happens behind the scenes. This includes keeping the streets clean, ensuring the large crowd remains safe, and that by the end the streets are once again cleaned up and ready for another day. And it all occurs while most of us are either sleeping or moving on to the next thing after events like First Friday's Mule Day and the Columbia Main Street Christmas. Parade have wrapped up. That's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to Columbia's Public Works Department, which was recognized this month, declaring May 21st through the 27th as the 63rd National Annual Public Works Week, which was made official with a proclamation from Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder and the Columbia City Council. One thing we take for granted when we have large downtown events is number one, the preparation that goes into the events, and number two, the cleanup that happens after those events. A lot of man hours are put into that, Mayor Mulder said, but that's not all they do, and so many things that are important to the overall government operation, he said. This year's Public Works Week theme, according to the American Public Works Association, is connecting the world through public works as a way to showcase the dedicated professionals employed in departments across the country, including Columbia. Public Works Administrative Assistant Donna Osman and Sanitation Supervisor Josh Moore accepted the proclamation on the department's behalf. I do want to thank the council for recognizing Public Works, our employees, and the work that they do, Osman said. We have also a lot of programs we have started throughout the city, and so you'll see us out and about at schools and community events. We invite everyone to come up and say hi, she said. One of the Public Works' newest programs was the recent Name a Snowplow contest, which Osman said will return again later this year. We had so much fun with that, just the interaction with the public was outstanding, and from the school children, it was even better, Osmond said. 
The Columbia State Community College Foundation recently established a new scholarship endowment in honor of Charles and Gail Pig. Santa Fe United Methodist Church, the beneficiary of a portion of the estate of the late Charles Pig of Santa Fe, endowed the scholarship in honor of Charles and his late wife, Gail. Charles was a former electrician for Murray Regional Medical Center, and Gail was a clerk at the Santa Fe Post Office. Together, they restored the Pig Schoolhouse, originally built in 1884, on their farm. We are most appreciative of the members of Santa Fe United Methodist Church for putting this endowment scholarship into place, as it will continue to bless lives while honoring the memory of Charles and Gail Pig's lives in this community, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Murray County students, and specifically Santa Fe High School graduates attending Columbia State that meet the scholarship criteria, are eligible for benefits from the Charles and Gail Pig Endowment. The Columbia State Foundation is a 501c3 organization that supports and partners with the college to positively impact student success and the communities in which it serves. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. William Lee Jack Barron, 88, a retired educator and a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, April 15th at his son's residence in Manchester. A celebration of life service for Mr. Barron will be held at First Cumberland Presbyterian Church on Saturday, May 20th at 12 noon. The family will receive visitors from 10 a.m. until 12 noon at the church. Burial was at Polk Memorial Gardens on April 22nd. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. Douglas Milton Taylor, 87, a retired pharmacist for over 60 years and a resident of Columbia, passed away on Wednesday, May 17th. Funeral services for Mr. Taylor will be conducted on Sunday at 2 p.m. at Northview Church of Christ. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. Visitation will be held on Saturday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have partly cloudy skies early with scattered showers and thunderstorms during the afternoon. The high will reach 81 degrees with winds out of the east at 5 to 10 miles per hour. The chance of rain today, 50%. Tonight, we can expect mostly cloudy skies with scattered thunderstorms. The low will be 61 degrees. The chance of overnight rain, 60%. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. 
My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard. The same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg. We do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm your host, Tom Price. 
And now news from around the state. Dignitaries recently gathered in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, to celebrate a record year for Tennessee tourism in 2022. Governor Bill Lee, Tennessee Department of Tourist Development Commissioner Mark Ezell, and Sevier County tourism leaders announced that last year a record $27.5 billion was spent on travel in Tennessee. According to preliminary data from U.S. Travel and Tourism Economics, Tennessee was the fastest-growing state in travel spending and sits at 11th in the nation, up from 14th. The report also showed travel spending in Tennessee during 2022 was 12.3% above 2019 levels and 13.8% above 2021. The leisure and hospitality industry employs more than 352,000 Tennesseans, according to the Tennessee Department of Tourist Development. As the state's second leading industry, tourism is a significant source of tax revenue for Tennessee, contributing $1.8 billion in sales tax collections in 2022. And local businesses are feeling it as well. 2022 has been our highest grossing year to date since opening in 2017, said Oak Steakhouse Nashville Area Director Gabriel Raven. We gained 8,000 more diners than previous years, a 14% increase. Commissioner Zell said in a release that Tennessee's tourism, leisure, and hospitality industry is leading the nation. We are grateful to our hardworking industry for making these historic new milestones possible, he said. Visitors come from our incredible scenic beauty, dining, and world-class attractions and keep coming back for our unmatched hospitality. There's nowhere better to live, work, and play than Tennessee. Travel spending includes lodging, food and beverage, recreation, shopping, and local transportation. Jeff Crabiel, Chief Hospitality Officer of Castle Rock Asset Management, said 2022 was a year of unprecedented growth for Bobby Nashville and the Weston Nashville Hotels, which Castle Rock owns and operates. After setting revenue records in 2021, both hotels achieved remarkable year-over-year increases, with Bobby Nashville experiencing a 4% rise and the Weston Nashville boasting an impressive 6% boost compared to the previous year, he said. Governor Bill Lee spoke in Pigeon Forge, saying tourism is a top driver of economic growth and job creation across the state. As we celebrate another record year for tourism in Tennessee, we're committed to ensuring that our state remains a top destination for travel, Lee said, according to a release. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. 
Patricia Yearwood's Brentwood home on Concord Road is for sale. The estate is listed for $4.5 million, which Yearwood purchased in 2000. The home was also the location of Yearwood's Emmy-winning culinary series, Trisha's Southern Kitchen, for 11 of 17 seasons and 149 episodes. Located in Brentwood, the home sits on 4.4 private fenced acres. The home boasts five bedrooms and seven full baths and an extended chef's kitchen. There are multiple sitting rooms for gathering with friends or family, making this the perfect home for entertaining. The park-like grounds with over 100-year-old trees include a swimming pool and a pool bath with a kitchenette. Two gated entrances make access both private and easy. Yearwood has also hosted guests including Reba McIntyre, Kelsey Ballerini, Ashley McBride, Jason Isbell, and Amanda Shires, Lauren Elena, Kristen Chenoweth, Ricky Skaggs, Kaylee Hammock, Food Network stars Jeff Morrow, Jeffrey Zakarian, athletes including Danica Patrick, Nashville Predators, and Harlem Globetrotters, all at this home. The Brentwood home was the setting for three out of four of Yearwood's New York Times best-selling cookbooks. You can find all of the details for the home by visiting www.historicconcordestate.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.